Hello and welcome to another edition of Play Me or Fade Me. And thank you for joining us as always. Well, I'm super excited about this one. It's a special edition. It's a conversation with Gino, the CEO of Bet Openly. And if you haven't heard of him, I think this episode will be the single most important episode that I will ever deliver for your bankroll. In just two weeks, I've done, done some mental math here dating back to my first trip to Vegas at the old Stardust Sportsbook in the 90s. Had Gino launched this in the 90s, my wife would have her Florida beach home by now, and I'm not actually kidding. So winning 52.4% is no longer required to make money. Gino, welcome to the show, my friend. Please tell me about Bet Openly. I appreciate you. That's a strong intro, and I'm going to have to live up to this. So you're, you're a great host, Jeremy, and I'm going I'm to dive straight in. So in short, we call ourselves a peer-to-peer replacement for sports books, users, bet other users, and everything's 1% juice. For those not deeply familiar with the math, 1% might sound like it's only 9% less than 10. It's actually 90% less than 10, meaning people win more and lose less when they bet on bet openly. And so just to go into my numbers, and you and I had an exchange last week as we were kind of preparing for this. I made 800 bets on college basketball last year, and I would have increased my profitability by, I believe it was over $3,000. So that's first. That, that's a good thing. My wife would be happy with that. <laughs> Considering we didn't get the Taylor Swift tickets today, I'm going to have to get it from a scalper. So I may need that money. Oh man! Then on baseball, on the first five wagers on this podcast, we went 213 and 159. We won $4,437. I was driving for $5,000 in profit. Had I been on bet openly, I would have had $6,000 in profit on the Major League Baseball first fives. That's not oh. bad. And then this year on the podcast, I've made 2,561 wagers. I also, of course, make some bets on the side, live bets, all that good stuff. I've cashed over 2,000 tickets this year. And Gino, since I'm a $100 wager, I'm getting like $7.09 extra per 100 bucks I'm wagering compared to the normal juice. So you're telling me I would have made like an extra $14,180 this year alone. I'm not joking with you. Yeah, let me, and uh, you're, you're good at math. I want to I wanna make it even simpler for anyone listening and so their head doesn't spin. Anytime you bet a hundred bucks on bet openly, when you lose with a book, you'd lose 110. With us, you'd lose a hundred even, meaning you'd save $10. So a hundred dollar better saves $10 on a loss and they make $8 more on a win. So just to really break that down, losses and wins do matter differentiators because of how we do juice. We do 1% of the total pot. But technically speaking, every time you lose a $100 bet, you can say to yourself, I would have lost $10 less on bet openly. And every time you win, you could say I would have won $8 more. That is awesome to me. Okay. So now looking at the terms and conditions, you have to be 21 or older, 19 in Canada, and there's like six states you can't play in, correct? Technically four. Uh, the four states. So I, want, I actually try and flip things on your head. You can use us anywhere except just four states. Unfortunately, those four states are New Jersey, Nevada, Idaho, and Hawaii. Okay. So those are the four states I can't play in. And then so what confused me and I went back. States. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. I'll let you talk. Okay. Sorry about that, Gino. Yeah. I have a little delay here, so I don't apologize. I apologize for stepping on you, but 
Um, going back to one of my other questions from last week, because you know my wife wants to keep me legal and all that stuff. DraftKings and everyone spent a ton of money to try to pass this ballot in California, but you did not mention the state of California on your list. You didn't mention a lot of states that do not have the legalized sports betting, according to the DraftKings and the FanDuel's of the world. How can I play in California when I can't play on DraftKings? Yeah, great question. So the the reality is all these people are actually not fighting to make skilled wagers legal. They're fighting to be houses. I think it's very important to understand that. Um, if you want to be super technical and look up, there is such things as California blackjack. There is such thing as card houses. There's a bunch of nuances, but the reality is as simple as we are not a house. We're peer-to-peer. There's a bunch of little legal finagling I could get into right now, but I'm going to try and keep it as simple as possible. In New York, you needed a medallion to be a taxi, but for some reason, Uber's there without medallions. That actually checks some of our boxes. You need a commercial license to have a hotel pretty much everywhere, but Airbnb owners exist without commercial license. So we do not house any bets. It's the biggest um, mistake I think people make. Some people don't read, they don't listen, they come on, they're like, 1% juice, why'd my bet cancel? This is bullshit, you lied. No, you didn't listen. We're peer-to-peer, meaning you get to create your own lines and odds, post them for other users to take. I do not get a house any bets. When you lose, I don't win. When you win, I don't lose. We just built a marketplace, no different than Uber, no different than Airbnb, for people to create their own lines and odds. Thus, we fall under the skilled wager and everything you're thinking of. I don't mind the connection to DraftKings, but technically we don't operate the same reason you'll notice places like prize picks places. There's a bunch of different apps you'll see that exist where some sports books don't. It's because of the nuances of the laws. Gotcha. I feel good. Thank you for that answer, Gino. Um, follow-up question. Who else is out there like you? I, I, I live under a rock. I didn't know about you. You've been around for a little while. Who's your competition? Just curious. Yeah, there's about seven different apps doing something similar. No one's doing it how we're doing it. Uh, not trying to be a hater, not trying to skew away from it. I'm not going to rattle off all the competition and advertise. They don't do it for me, so I'm not going to do it for them. But if you Google person-to-person wagers, if you Google you know, reduced juice, you'll, you'll find some people that are introducing peer-to-peer markets or auto-fill bets. They're also pooling stuff. No one's doing exactly what we're doing, but there is about five to seven companies, depending on how loose your definition gets, that are introducing the idea of betting with a person versus a house. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so when it comes to the wager, so I am doing my podcast. I do the handicapping normally, and I record somewhere between nine to 10 o'clock central. And since I've been using your site, I've been putting my plays out there, smaller amount than I do on the podcast, of course. And I'm seeing about 50 plus percent of them getting filled. Is that typical? Uh, what are what are you kind of experiencing? Because obviously some of my lines I'll find, I get why they didn't take it. The overnight line moved four points the wrong way. So there was no value for them. The value was all on my side. What are you seeing for the, the accepted rate from other peer-to-peer players when someone creates a wager? We throttle pretty much between 83 and 87% filled. So the reason you're probably not filling as high is uh, you're not playing the market. You're playing your plays. Very big difference. So what I would always tell anyone, 
Tell yourself, is your goal to get the maximum value or is your goal to fill the most amount of bets? Depending on your answer, you got to behave differently. So if your goal is to get the maximum value, you can create your own lines and odds that slightly favor you and they might sit there and cancel. Fact. You can also look at the market. This is the better way to have bets filled and see what else is out there. I can't tell you how many people that have access to all the data create lines and odds that are worse than what is currently being offered out there. Now, if there's a bet currently being offered out there and you create something worse, do you think it's going to fill? And I'm not attacking you, Jeremy. I'm talking to the users. I can't tell you how there are guys that tell me they get 100% of their bets filled because they look at the lines and odds and they create something slightly better, just like filling stock options. So if you're willing to have a put or call option, not fill, you put your price out there and you're happy if it doesn't fill because you didn't get your price. So the really goes back to the question of, are you shopping the market or are you just making your lines and odds hopping on and hopping? Okay. That, that helps me. That was a great explanation. And I'm coming somewhat spoiled because I have a buddy named Troy that it could be Iowa against Ohio state in football and he'll just take it on the money line. Doesn't even need odds. Uh, and that won't happen on this site. I know that. Um, so I, I'm a straight, uh, wager player. I'm not a big parlay parlay guy. I don't do a lot of those other things, but the site does have other things like that out there. Correct. Yeah. We keep it kind of simple though. So Technically speaking, right now, I call it the big four. We have all the major sports. We have MMA. We have NFL, NCAA, football, basketball, all the the major sports you're thinking about. And then when it comes to sports wagers, right now, we offer spread, total, money line. We also offer parlays. You can host parlays or create them. And we also offer live betting. So you can also do first quarter, first half. You can do everything under the sun with the main betting types. We don't have the exotics yet. Going back to your original question, why? Variables is the devil for peer-to-peer. The last thing I want is thousands and thousands of one-off unique bets that don't get filled. So every time we cross that 90% fill threshold, I do add on more stuff. Right now, contests are becoming so popular that the next release is going to be more contests. Happy to get into all of that. But the reality is every time we cross 90% filled, we actually add a new bet type. Okay. Very nice. Um, I'll be anxious to see props maybe down the road, especially on certain sports or certain games, big games, Monday night games, something like that. But um, we'll we'll see where it goes. And hopefully we get to that 90% threshold. When it comes to the deposits, I deposited my first $100. It loaded with 9602. That's PayPal fees, all that good stuff, at least for my source. What are the other deposit methods? Just curious. Yeah, by far the most affordable way to deposit is Bitcoin. It's a half a percent. So that by far is the most economical. Uh, we also have a integration called Open Node. It's with different types of currency. It's only 1%. You chose the highest expensive way to deposit, which is fine. <laughs> a lot of people do. They like it. It's convenient. And then we also have a direct deposit. So it's as little as 2.7%, I think it is. And you can literally log in hook up your bank account, money comes in and out through your bank account. Uh, Gino, I'm old school. PayPal was a new modern technology to me. So I am definitely not a crypto guy quite yet. So, okay. Um, Stacked wagers. I see stacked wagers all over the site. Can you just explain that to me? I get a little confused when I see stacked wagers. Yeah, that actually goes back to your filled rate. We naturally want to reward good behaviors on our marketplace. 
anytime two people create the same wager, like let's just use last night's example. Anytime you have two people on one Monday night football game, Washington, Philly, we will stack all of the bets on Philly and all the bets on Washington in one place. So you can scroll through all of them and we will put the best lines and odds on top. So if you come in and make selfish lines and odds after there's already bets out there, it's going to be buried. And if no one likes the top wager, they're probably not going to go look at worse ones. Uh, that explains what I'm looking at now. When I arrow through, it's like, okay, that I didn't know there was a rhyme or reason to it. And that uh, now adds up for me. Uh, any other unique house rules that I should be aware of or our listeners yeah, should be aware question. of? Yeah, this is probably my favorite. And that's just because I'm a gambler. Uh, we All bets are action. So, you know, like those nuance of the game, baseball, your score six to four and it get rained out in the seventh and you lose your over bet, even though the over was eight. You're like, what? It hit 10 in the first seven innings. This is bullshit. All bets are action. Now that can be disadvantageous if you're used to getting bailed out, but we don't do that. So if a game settles in the seventh inning, that's the final score. If you have a team minus one and a half and they're up 10, nothing in the sixth, you win that bet. So all bets are action. We settle on the final score of the game. We don't have a hundred page world book. It could not be more simple. Final score, apply the spread, apply your bet, get your money, move on. Some people throw a little temper tantrums about that. I'm telling you, you're all being groomed to think one way. Once you rise above that, you'll re- you'll you'll realize what we're doing is rewarding the better bet at the time. I will still never forget, and this is about 20 years ago, I had an over that I would have cashed, ninth yep. inning, one out, Baltimore was involved, rained out, I didn't get my money. I was, okay. I'm was. i still mad to this day. I, I'll never forget that one. Okay. That's where um, it comes from. I do things in reverse order. I should have asked you this right away, but Gino, what's your story? Why'd you start this and and tell me about you, I guess? Yeah, um, I'll, I'll keep it short. I'm happy to go like long wind on this, but... I was a high school bookie turned college bookie, been betting my whole life. I come from a family of gamblers that like back in the day, my dad would be like, who do you want to bet this weekend? And I'll, you know, I'll give you 20 bucks. I'll give you a hundred bucks if they win. And I was, you know, five-year-old. I didn't know any better. I took the Niners, you know, in the eighties, they were pretty good then. Um, So I've been gambling my whole life and all jokes aside, I said, what can put me out of business as a successful bookie before I kind of grew out of that legal side of the industry. I also used to run numbers for the Chicago syndicates where I would get them access to more local books, get people running numbers and doing all that fun stuff. So I've just been in this space forever and everyone says it's a genius idea and I appreciate the compliment. The reality is I just borrowed from the Uber and Airbnb model. That's all I did. And I like it. And if uh, it makes me an extra $14,000 the next year, I'm going to be really, really happy with you. Um, I will say to everyone listening to this podcast out there, uh, every night when I give my picks, I'm going to create bets. So if you disagree with me, please bet against me. Don't feel bad taking my money. And I go back to to Vegas way back when I'd sit there and we'd be running to the till betting the opposite team. It's like, we're just paying the book juice here. And then still to this day, I have three buddies that we text our message, our, our, our card every Saturday and Sunday in football. And we disagree on three, four games, but we feel guilty taking money from each other. I'm telling everyone out there, take my money. I'll take your money. Let's save a ton of money in juice because as Gino ran these numbers for me last week, I, I my jaw dropped to the floor. I'm like, 
okay, I'm not that good of a gambler, but I'm a little bit over 50%. And you're telling me I'd actually have a lot of money. And I got excited. And what I'll tell you too, and I don't want to get too tech and geeky. Uh, I'm from San Francisco. I'm big on software, but I'll tell you some high level stuff that I think is exciting. And you just touched on a lot of it. We're both social and secure. You can literally take any bet, text it, email it, or tweet it out. It has a unique hyperlink that anyone can click and fill that bet. Couldn't be easier. The beauty of that, and I'll speak to Jeremy now and his friends, I might love a team for a thousand bucks this weekend, and my friend likes the opposite for a hundred. The beauty is you can take as little as $10 of any bet. So let's just say Jeremy loves, him and I both love Minnesota, so we, that won't be a good example. But let's pretend for a second that I don't love Minnesota this weekend and I'm on Dallas. Technically, Jeremy makes a thousand dollar bet, and I'm like, I kind of like Dallas, but not a thousand dollars like him. I can go in and say, I'm taking 100 of your bet. The other 900 remains open and anyone can inch away at it. So you can use our site multiple ways. You can still bet with your friends. You, you would probably, for friends, love what I created in contests. It went from non-existent a month ago to our second highest bet used. We literally have contests where you get to set the number of betters. So you can say as little as two betters, as many as 10, as little as $10 or 1000 and you get to pick the number of picks between three and 10. And you can just say, hey, let's each pick five teams to win this weekend, 50 bucks each, winner gets 99% of hundred bucks. Or you could say, hey, let's you and I do this contest, but let's let eight other people in it too. 50 bucks each, the winner gets 99% of 500. Right now we have to win contests. You just pick a team to win the game. You see how hard it is to pick multiple winners. Next two weeks we release against the spread contest. Then we're gonna get cuter and do some more stuff. But it's the best way. Parlays have insane juice baked into them. We pay out 99%. Parlays pay out about 65 to 70 of what they should, keeping 35 to 30. You can have fun across multiple games, all the upside, 10x on your money like a parlay. And you could lose a game and still win, which you can't do with parlays. So contests have really taken off. They're super social, super fun. So I ask anyone to around with the site. It was made by a degenerate for degenerates. I know what I'm doing. I've been in this space a long time and I'm not pinching people and milking them dry. I'm, I'm creating a community where everyone can bet and the loser loses less and the winner wins more. Music to my ears. I love it, Gino. Thank you very much for that. Um, before we wrap here, anything else that we should have covered that we didn't cover that you want to share with everyone. I also know that you have a great podcast. I've listened to it. Great insight on the NFL. Share anything you want. Yeah. I mean, all I would say is we're pretty open to feedback. So check the site out, upload your ID, get set up. You don't need to deposit. You can literally just go on the site and literally watch the market from afar. You can also go in. We have a discord. If you want to watch us, what I would say to anyone curious is the market for you or what's the upside? What's the downside? I'll be super transparent. Books still need to exist. They are great for long shot props. They're great for long shot parlays. They're great for futures, stuff like that. I'm not really replacing books, except that when it comes to straight betting and it comes to betting on popular stuff like primetime games, spreads, money lines, overs, we're probably going to be able to replace books in the near future. Not a challenge to books, just the truth. As long as someone likes one side and someone likes the other, it's there. And then I also tell people the biggest downside. If it's three minutes to kick off, 
you can run to bed openly and take a bunch of open bets. You can get last minute bets in. You probably can't create a fresh bet into a heated market that's already been there for a couple hours and get that last second fill unless you're crazy generous and you look at the stack bets and you go one on top of it. So there, I joke that books need to exist. They charge a convenience fee. It's an expensive fee, but they also ex- provide an expensive service. So I still use books. I'll admit that. That makes a lot of sense to me. So thank you very much, for, Gino. Thank you for your time. And once again, everyone out there, I hope you enjoyed this. I truly do mean that this is a life changer for my bankroll. I think this should be the most important podcast that I've ever done. Uh, for those of you that didn't know about this, so I hope you uh, enjoyed what Gino brought to the table today. And uh, I'll be creating my bets on Bet Openly every single night. I once again welcome everyone. Take my money, please. I would rather give it to you than the books. Uh, so please take my bets on Bet Openly. It'll be out there every night. At least to start, I'm only going to do the $20 wagers. I have people take $10 of that all the time. Uh, but please do that. And as always, manage that bankroll. Don't chase money. Have fun. And let's cast some tickets together. Good luck, everyone. I love it, brother.